0: And then he goes Ooh. on to say, you know, entitlement gets us nothing, only action does. I'm not saying I don't want your life to be easy, but ease, comfort, and true satisfaction come through action. Entitlement is the end of achievement. Reject it. Get busy doing <laughs> it. I know, right? So
1: what did you just say, Tim, about entitlement? <laughs>
0: yeah, I, well, I just didn't... So <laughs> I, was, I was reading a book this morning. I was reading Winning. Um, I'm in that book right now and I was by Tim Grover. And mm-hmm. I was... I don't know, man. I, I feel like I've, I've a lot of goals that I've set, I've accomplished. So I think, you know, you get into that place where you're like, oh, I've done a lot. Um, or yeah. you think you did. And, and certainly I don't, I'm not even talking relative to other people, but even just like for myself, like of the things right. I thought, your I, own expectations. Yeah. Of what I thought I was going to do in my life, I, I, I did, I reached those goals. We've surpassed them. Like it's what's been so exciting. It's like, holy cow, like, wait, I can do this. Oh, wait, yeah. I could do that. Oh, wait, I could do that. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what makes it so fun to, to work and business and working with other people like is to see that unfold in yourself is tremendously exciting, um, and fulfilling. And, and so anyways, as I was reading his book, I was just more and more like Frick, I like missed the boat on some of these things. Like, how do you, how do you go to a place where there's been years where I just thought I killed it? I reached my goals. I was on top of the world. And then like slowly, you know, the entitlement creeps in. Um, and I and I was, you know, I talk about entitlement all the time with, with lots of the reps because, like, I don't – when you're a successful salesman, right, or you're successful in business, um, I think it takes a lot of work to not become, like, you know, as our partner Jason Wall would call it, a selfish me monster, right, to become an entitled person. And yeah. I've always thought I was focusing on that, and yet it just – how did it creep in? Like, I feel like it creeped in a little bit, and I think I've had that Do on my mind. Do you feel mind. like it creeps in?
1: Yeah. Well, it's been on my mind too. And it's in a, uh, it's weird because this morning I was reading seven habits. I'm trying to be very consistent with like what we're asking the leadership to do and like do it as well as I would hope that they're going to do it. And so I've been in the paperback, like marking everything up, you know, and this morning I got to the point where Cubby's talking about centers. And so i have been having these same realizations this morning. Well, since uh, for a while actually, but specifically this morning looking at what centers are part of my life in a way that i don't like and that i'm just not aware of um but that are down regulating me that are like holding me back they're chaining me down and i tried to be really introspective about that and i just realized like man there's some areas of my life i thought i was principle centered or was really striving to be and i'm having just some rude awakenings of like my sense of security and wisdom and guidance and power might not actually be coming from a principal center, might be coming more from a work centeredness or the withdrawals from being work centered or money centeredness. Um, or uh, and what was the other one? Yeah, even like self, a self center, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to look at like what degree am I those things and how is that actually down regulating me? But it's cool that you're talking about this. Um, Because – and entitlement, how it relates to entitlement. Because I feel like being off-center from principles leads ultimately to feeling entitled. And it's funny how I think I feel entitled to past successes that are already dead, you know? (laughs)
0: Yes. No, well, yes. I I definitely – it's interesting because it's, it's so what you to, – to, let's say you have a year where you – let's just call it you win. Like you actually win the year. You hit the goals. You crushed it. You put in all this effort, and you did what you thought you were going to do. Um, and, then it, and then you go into your next year. You f- that, that makes you confident. Like it makes you feel powerful. It makes you feel – right? You did something you didn't think you could. Um, maybe something yeah. that few other people can um, you're definitely walking around yeah. leveraging that. How many, how many years do you get to feel that way before you have no right to feel that way? Like again, I, I mean, <laughs> off of that one year, you know, I think that's right. how it sneaks in. It's like the real truth in it is, I'm reading literature over and over again is that like you really are having to, it's every day, it's every day you yeah. re-earn that. And if you didn't earn it today, yeah. no one cares what you did yesterday. Um, right. And you, enough days go by where you didn't earn it today. And you just end up and you end up entitled. It's a for, It's It's entitlement. It's not in the way that I'm normally thinking about it. Right. Normally, I'm thinking of like someone thinks they're owed money or they want a handout. Um, it's yeah. interesting because it's not a handout when you're working really like you're working really hard. It's not so much the handout side, but it's it's that you feel like you're entitled to results. Because you put yeah. in work and effort that was maybe even took you to your knees. But if it wasn't the right, mm. if it didn't get you the result you wanted, then like, yeah, you have no right you to You feel that. entitled to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, you have no right to it, but then and then that's hard when you feel entitled to it. Yeah. <laughs> or you feel like you deserve it by virtue of who you are and what you've done. Exactly. Speaking it's a part of
0: those. your identity, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: You, you yeah. win enough years well, in a row,
0: you start to form an identity around that you're a winner. But then what if you stop yeah. winning? <laughs>
1: Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, ooh, bro, this is really interesting. I was talking to a sales rep yesterday who just killed it this summer. And, um, he's asking me like, Hey, I'm like, have new eyes. Like I see the world with new eyes basically. Like I just did something I did not think was possible. And so it's really hard for me to be, he was saying something along the lines of like, it's really hard for me to empathize with people who are not willing to do what it takes to win and who are making excuses because I just changed that part of me. You uh-huh. Know? Um, and he's like, he was basically asking my counsel, like, how do I, how do I help people that I really love and care about, um, get to this new level of like awakening that I just had of like, I'm in control of my destiny without like making them feel bad or like, how do I balance like being kind with like, no, you don't get it. Like you have to like put in work actually, um, with people I care about. And I was like, you know, it's interesting. My personal experience with winning has been that. You start to view people who are less competent as less than you. It's very easy to start viewing people that way. So what happens is you forget that, how that like treating them with kindness is actually way more important than getting people to see the world the way you see it. And I think for me, that's been a form of entitlement. Like, oh, like I'm entitled to be right because I've won in certain things when that's like, that is just not the case. And it totally contradicts like what I value most, you know, but it's so easy to get to that place where you you just view le- competency as, as like of lesser value, um, in people. Yeah. That's naturally. interesting. I, in, I don't know why you just made me think of this. What, well, you know what
0: Marcus Aurelius says about that? He says, be strict with your, or, oh, yeah. Be strict with yourself, be tolerant with others. That's what he mm. would say. And it's not tolerant of, um, doing like crappy work or anything like that, but it's, it's, right. it's just that perspective, especially if you're the coach, I'm coat, I'm here to coach yeah. you. I'm here to help you bridge that gap to get to that place. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting, wow. it's an interesting. Thing. I mean, that's what the Stokes would say. You know, some people would disagree with that. There's no way Tim Grover agrees no, with yeah.
1: that. <laughs> 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 Dude. Well, and uh, I, yeah, I'm, I like Tim Grover. Um, I like bits and pieces of Tim Grover, but, that's really interesting because, like, it doesn't mean you have lower standards for yourself. Yeah. But it does mean just acknowledging where everyone else is at. I, yeah. just that I thought it, that's interesting how it ties into entitlement, like feeling entitled to yeah, be in a certain group of people now that understand the world the way you see it. And, like, be entitled to being frustrated by those that don't. That's, like, a very selfish thing that you just have to constantly fight against, I feel.
0: Yes. Dude, I have a quote I want to um – I want to share with you. So there's a book, Take the Stairs, Rory Vaden. I, have you started yeah. that one yet? I know we were talking about it. Not yet. It's on my list. So I, I, this, I was reading his book, and out of no, for whatever reason, like I wasn't thinking this was going to be in the chapter, um, but it just came out, and it like really struck me. But he, he talks about, let's hear yeah, it. let's see here. I'm going to read this for you. Um, he says the exact moment entitlement engages is the same moment our self-discipline disengages. Um, and, he, and then he goes Ooh. on to say, you know, entitlement gets us nothing, only action does. I'm not saying I don't want your life to be easy, but ease, comfort, and true satisfaction come through action. Um, they come through working mm. harder than you ever have before. And then he goes on to say, entitlement is the end of achievement. Reject it, get busy oh. doing, I know, right? Get, entitlement is the Whoa. end of achievement. Reject it, get busy doing something that matters with your life. Um, and I think that's really interesting because at least in in my thing, um, he, he, I'll say another line. He says, entitlement is a disgusting disease that destroys our ability to reach our di- dreams because the exact moment entitlement engages is the same moment our self-discipline actually disengages. So literally Whoa. at that moment, um, it's like we think we've done things we don't have to do anymore or you lose. Yeah. Like I earned the right to not do X. And again, I mean, I know like you, you didn't. I mean you have to keep doing that. You have to win every day in your role, whatever that is. And there's always a version like right. I, in our industry, I think of it like people getting off the doors, right? People think they've reached their time right. where they don't have to get on the doors. The truth is if you have a job where your roles changed that doesn't involve you on the doors, cool, then like that means your role has changed. But like if it right. hasn't, I don't I
1: don't know that you've earned that, right? I don't I don't know that that happens yet. Well, and it, it's this principle of it takes what it takes, right? It's like if, if you have a leader come to you it's like, yeah, I just would really like to get off the doors as soon as possible. And you're like, okay, well, what are you thinking? And I'm like, well, you know, within the next couple of years. And then they're like, what do I have to do to do that? You're like, well, I mean, get to the place to where, like, you actually can't be on the doors anymore. That's what you do. Like, yeah, but I, well, I this is my timetable. It's like your timetable doesn't matter if results don't dictate you being able to actually get off the doors per what you're telling me, which is I want to be a 20,000 account, whatever. Right. Oh, yeah. And so it takes what it takes. And it's so easy to just say like, because this was hard for me, because I put in the work, I now deserve the result I want. Yes. Um, dude,
0: that's exactly when, and that's w-
1: exactly what happened to me this year.
0: I I feel like I put in a ton of work over the last 12 months. I mean, I I live in Texas. I was flying out to Utah every week. I train people, I feel like, or we'll let them tell me what I did. I was trying to train people at a higher level than I ever had before, certainly in higher levels of leadership. And, and, you know, first five weeks of the summer, I visited every branch. I was home five days. Like, I put in all this effort at different levels Mm and operations and sales. And at the end of the summer, man, I fell short of my goal. Like I fell short of it. And I remember at first, like I go, you go through like stages, you know, I mourned the loss of my, like of the results I didn't earn. Like I, like I, I -hmm. had decided I was going to get those results and I didn't. And I was pretty, Mm -hmm. I was pretty pissed about it. Um, But, but it was interesting because I wasn't, it wasn't the right kind of angry. Like I want to be angry. That leads me to action. It was actually, I felt entitled to those results. That's what, and that's why I was so frustrated with myself. Because, like, man, because that disengaged it. Like, where it disengaged my self discipline was was like, oh, freak. Like, it it shoots your confidence. It makes you like, man, am I gonna? Can I do this? Do I need right? And I had to like correct myself yeah. to get out of that and just go no. Like, I just didn't earn it. I didn't. Dang, I didn't. Dude. I didn't earn it. And so that's just my. I I lost. Like, I had to admit mm. that to myself. And that
1: was really, really painful for me, (laughs) dude. Well, (laughs) I'm uh, I'm not saying dang, dude, because I'm like, whoa, Tim Store. You know, like uh, I'm empathizing with my own my own version of that because that's so that's how I feel. I I thought of so there's this story in um, it's basically like a parable in a book of scripture. It talks about these people who were like mourning because they. Uh, they were being, they were in war and they were being afflicted and so they were like really upset that like God was letting this stuff happen to them, right? And the, the person commenting on this parable was basically saying like, these people weren't upset that they should change they were upset that they couldn't have what they wanted and they were being punished at the same time <laughs> you know oh, I love uh, that. which is like exactly how I feel when like it's the opposite of mourning like the loss of a goal and being really well sorry mourning you do either way but the opposite of like being pissed that you didn't hit a goal that leads you to action is not how I've felt recently it's been more of like man I really just wish that I could like the work that I put in was enough and then I could still get the result I want, even though I didn't do what it takes. <laughs> Dude,
0: Yes. And the moment yeah. it's interesting, but like, once you accept that it, once you actually accept that, at least for me, accepting it was the most important part because then it, then it, then I could do something about it. I was in yeah. failure denial. <laughs> I was, I was in failure denial. And once <laughs> I, once I stopped, so once good. I accepted it, the self-discipline came right back. Oh, yeah. now I know what now to do. That's just who you are. Yeah, cuz I, I yeah, like, cuz I just didn't do what it took and I lost. Now that I know
1: that's true, okay. Now I know now I know who what you to are do. Your kicks in. Yeah. Dude, I watched I watched this interview with uh Steph Curry was interviewing Michael Jordan on the golf course in between a uh like a celebrity tournament. So Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, and Steph asked Michael Jordan he's like So the big debate about winning and losing, do you hate losing more than you love winning? And how do you feel about that? How do you feel about losing? And Michael Jordan basically says, he's like, I hate losing infinitely more than I love winning. Yes. Um, He's like, but that doesn't mean that I ignore losing. He's like, losing is necessary. I respect losing, but I hate it so much that like losing causes me to want to win more. And I thought that was really interesting because it's kind of what Grover points out about MJ and and Kobe and Dwayne Wade is like they legitimately hate losing but that's like that's a way of life for them you know mm-hmm. and so they respect it so much that it, it drives them to want to win after they lose but they're not they're not like uh wishing they w- would have won given what they put in it's like no I lost I respect it like I need to change to be better yeah dude that's awesome I love that. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that.
0: What do you think for you? Do you love winning or do you hate losing?
1: I hate losing. Yeah. It's the I'm, worst, oh, man. There's so nothing I hate it. more. Yeah. I
0: can't sleep. I can't. I'm just thinking about it all the time. Like it's an obsession. It just becomes one until mm-hmm. – because you just don't want to be in that state, which then that makes you kind of love it a little. Yeah, no, really <laughs> though. But
1: it's so funny because, like, you have this cool relationship with it. It's like I, – dude, I fear, I fear losing – so I fear – how bad losing feels so much that it causes me to put in an insane amount of work to avoid the feeling of losing. Dude. Um, Yeah. I love that. I love that. How do you feel like that applies to like what we're talking about with entitlement for like the leaders right now that we're training um, and I guess things that they should be watching out for paying attention to with entitlement?
0: Yeah, I think it, so I think, I think about it in terms of like agreement, think about it from the context of like, compensation and agreements and results so like in the in the perfect world you establish an agreement with with someone right so we work with a lot of sales reps we have an agreement with them it dictates it dictates here's the here's the results you have to get and for those Mm -hmm. results you will be paid this And, you know, I'm doing a lot of salesmen, you know, I'm going through payroll with them, each of them and kind of going through those exercises. And it's just it's a fascinating exercise because you do you get people all over the spectrum. You have people that they Mm. show up and they're like, yeah, I didn't I didn't earn that. I don't want it. Like I might even say, hey, I want to help you out with X, (laughs) Y and Z. And They're like, no, no, don't you dare. And I'm like, oh, why? And they're like, yeah, I didn't earn it. I'm like, okay, you no, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're hmm, hmm. I want to see what you're gonna do, man. I want to see what you're gonna do, <laughs> yeah. They actually, because the mindset, if they actually mean that, if they mean it, that, that mindset's dangerous, man. That mindset is dangerous. Um, and then, and then there's on the other, on the other extreme, there's they kind of came in. They're like, well, I just really thought I was going to, I I worked like this, and it's like, yeah, but what are the accounts, and what? Per- the percent that you get you know and and it's interesting it's just interesting the camps i would say if i had to choose and i've been in both of those camps so this isn't like even a call out this is saying what is the most powerful mindset i think the mindset is like yeah if i didn't if i didn't earn it i don't want it get it Mm -hmm. out of here you know i remember (laughs) yeah i've 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 definitely had moments in my life where maybe someone needed me in a leadership position but i hadn't earned the right to be there and i'm like yeah no don't give it i'll help i'll help you out i'll help you for free i literally have said that before i will help you for free with whatever duties you were trying to pay me to do but i don't want the title and i don't want the pay cuz i didn't earn it that's i don't want wow, it wow dude and so but i've that's so powerful it can be yeah if you can get yourself in that place trying to get trying to get back yeah. trying to get
1: back to it well and training yourself to be in that place i think is really empowering because it gives you an accurate read on like how good you actually are. So you're never you're never like convincing yourself that you're better than you are.
0: Yeah, the results you can get to always place. tell you how good you are. Period. That yeah. those numbers, that data totally tells you how good you are. Yeah. And
1: man, I you know It's like it's it's why I love the doors, man. It's like cuz the doors do not care about you. Yes. They only care how good you are. Uh, and so like how many you sold today is how good you are.
0: Yeah. I remember um when I was coming up in this business in the work that we do, Um, I remember early on, like I was not not the most talented person. And I remember telling to myself like, okay, so-and-so is super talented and they're gonna have this outcome. I want that outcome too, but I'm not Mm. like, I'm not at their level in talent. Like I was at least self-aware to recognize, oh, I'm not. And so I remember making the decision like, okay, if I have to work 10 times harder than they do, to get that same output because my talent isn't where it needs to be, it's worth it. Cause that's the outcome that I want. Like I'm willing to do that. Yeah. If that's just, if that's the cost, then I have to go do that. Cause because I can either be, otherwise you're just a victim. You know what I mean? Like, oh, why wasn't I talented mm-hmm. like that? Why didn't I have this? And so that mindset yeah. helped me. I think it's just easy to forget.
1: Yeah, dude, it is. Well, and it's so easy to forget and get attached to the comforts of winning. Yeah. And feel entitled to those results. Winning is fickle, man. Wow.
0: It's super fickle <laughs> because you think you earned it. And then it's like, nope, it just pushed you to the ground. Like you didn't, you didn't earn it again. <laughs> no one cares
1: what you did. No yeah. one cares what you did yesterday, last month, last year. Nobody cares. So Nobody. I think that's a good. It did, what does Rory Vaden say that the, his quote about success, rent? Uh, oh yeah, the, uh, about success
0: it, right? isn't owned, it's rented, and the rent
1: is due every day. Yeah. Success isn't owned; it's rented, yes. and the rent is due every day. <laughs> yeah, dude, one hundred percent. I love that. Yeah, it's an amazing principle. Well, not, and I think the more don't you find yours just so much happier too when you just are all in on the process of winning rather than the actual like tying your worth to the results themselves.
0: Yeah, I think it makes you happy, and I think it makes you powerful. I, th- I think that's how you become powerful. Like once you adopt that mindset and you accept it, it's right. It's us fighting yeah. it. Everybody's fighting that. They're all trying to get. They're all trying to get to that place where like the work is done, right? Oh, the work is done. I, I now I my net worths hmm. this. Now I can I'll go retire in Hawaii or whatever whatever that fantasy that everybody yeah. thinks they're going to do. But that's not even what they really want. Like you get to that point. I mean, what what do you see people do all the time? Right? They go retire at forty five. They play golf for like two months and they're like, I gotta go. Nope. Yeah, I gotta go do something <laughs> with my life. I, I don't think we're built yeah. that way. So like. Seems like the shortcuts, maybe just to accept that, like this feeling that that y- you might be trying to escape today. Maybe that, like, actually is life.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's well, what we're supposed to is, enjoy. Bro, even that is like so entitlement. You can boil down to mismanaged expectations, right? And mm-hmm. so even that's an expectation that you're giving yourself of like, well, and like look at for a lot of the guys we work with, myself included, and, and I know both of our backgrounds. Um, will be able to relate to this like the m- the majority of the guys that we work with that do super super well and they're like really scrappy they typically didn't come from families that had a lot of wealth and so like the world of making really good money and getting results in that sphere mm-hmm. is very foreign but it's something that they want because of the pain in their lives that was associated with what they might think was like lack of wealth, right? So if, I, if I'm if i constantly fighting for that and I think that, that that's what I want and it's really important, when I get those wins, now I'm entitled to those wins and the comfort I think it's going to give me. But in reality, what made me happy on the way up was the work itself. It wasn't the actual results. Yeah, it's the process. Right. But I'm thinking that it's the, yeah, I'm thinking it's the results that are going to make me happy. It's the wealth, it's the whatever, but it's not even that. It's like, it's like who you're becoming in the process. So if you can just realize that that's just going to be the case no matter what, Then, like, it becomes easy to be a winner rather than basing your feelings, entitlement, your identity off of just wins themselves. Yeah,
0: and you're not trying to escape anything.
1: You're just, no, this
0: is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing for my life. I'm going to push like this. I'm going to work like this. I'm going to win like this, no matter what the thing is. And that never goes away. I'm not seeking relief from that. Yeah. Hmm.
1: What do you think we should call this podcast, Tim?
0: Oh, man. I don't know. We could ask Tommy, camera guy. Uh.
1: <laughs> what do you guys think? Oh. On on winning, on winning. <laughs> hmm. It's so, you know how they uh, the people will do like essays or something, and it'd be like on stoicism. Oh or, like, yeah, whatever. Huh, I like that. On winning. on winning.
0: We'll find out. The title will manifest itself. It's going to happen. I think at the end of the day, what we talk about on this, the the goals, I think the goal is going to be that we're just discussing different types of ways to win, different mindsets to have, um, addressing problems that we see like in work and just giving people access yeah. to, to
1: us in a way in our thoughts so that maybe they don't have. Right. I mean, I think that's the right. goal. And so, dude, I really like that. Like almost a, like documenting what we're doing in a broad sense, yeah. uh, you know, so that it's, it's not in a, anything like inappropriate details that we shouldn't talk about, but documenting what we're doing and what we're going through in the building of our business and managing other roles in our life at the same time and giving just people insights into like how we're handling those things, you know, that would be a really fascinating series. Like, I mean, imagine if we sat down and we're like, Hey Tim, like what is the hardest part about having a family and young kids and managing an $80 million business? Yeah. (laughs) And like, and what you might be currently feeling in a broad sense of like, well, it's this and this and because of the principles and like, I'm, you know, I want to be the best at all of them. And so like, this is my attempts and how to do that. And then for me, it's like, well, how do I manage, how do I manage these weird things with like my roles and even, you know, um, health and trials and all that stuff while trying to stay focused and be a blessing to other people. And you know, what do you do when compensation is hard to talk about? Yeah. Uh, like details about life, but also like problems that we're dealing with and then teaching how we feel about Dude, it. Dude,
0: we could do. Yes. Okay. So I like that. So from my perspective, I look at it like, hey, we're trying to go from 80 to 200 million in the next five years. This, is a, this podcast is, we're just talking about that process every single week. That's so cool. like So tell, like, yeah, yeah. so, and even, because even the industry, like, yeah, so what you guys know, we're taking a business that we've built and we're taking it from 80 to 200 million over the next five years, and this is, this is, this is our podcast where we just talk out, we talk out what we're doing. We
1: work through those problems. Dude. Dude, that's cool. And yeah, and you don't have to give anything crazy proprietary secret details with that to t- to have really valuable lessons for like yeah. everybody involved because whatever version of that you are going through or I am going through, like the people building with us are going through their own version of it too yep. so they can like learn from that. Yeah, I like that. That would be
0: cool. Now just, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. So this is just the road to this is the road to 200 million in revenue.
1: That's what we're chasing. And just Let's go. Navigating those hurdles along we'll the write way. write a book called $200 Million Offers. <laughs>
0: cool. We'll see
1: uh, Hormozy if he likes that. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, this has been awesome, cool. Tim. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for um, your time, man. Well, the next one's in person, yeah? Sure frickin' hope so. I'll have a haircut. Okay. Sweet. I'll push it back an
0: hour. <laughs> right, I'm ending the recording. Yeah. Now. Awesome. Thanks for your time, man. All right, bro. Is that, is that <laughs> cool? You, man. I th- we're yeah, just going to do it great. every week till good yeah. stuff comes out. No matter what Tommy says. Oh, that was already good.
1: Wow. That was already good.